0: What's up, everybody? Bobby here, the Geek Guru. Geek, definitely guru, I don't know. There's a really wonderful podcast you should be listening to called We the Gamercast from my BFF, Sean Capri. And when I'm not playing video games, that's what I do. I listen to We the Gamercast daily, on repeat, over and over. What do you think? Too much?
1: A bit. How much is he paying you to do this? He said like $50. But he's Canadian. That's like what five dollars American. We can't even buy dog food with that. Huh? I, uh, I I never really thought of it like that. You know what? Never mind. Everything I just said, just disregard. It's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 20 of a brand new, rebooted Wii, the GamerCast. It's hosted by WeTheInterview.com, and it publishes on iTunes every Monday, or wherever you get your freaking podcast. Probably. I don't know. It's the internet. I don't know how this stuff works. You guys, welcome back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you're new, you're probably here because of my guest, Joey, who we'll talk to in in just a second. But this is a different show. It's a a one-on-one with a little bit of one. On one with you at the start and a little bit of one on one at the end. So, thank you for being here. If you like this, why not go back to last week? I had James from the Life of Gaming podcast. It's one of my newest favorites. I, I gotta send you guys a list. I gotta, I gotta post something where it says how many podcasts I'm subscribed to right now because it's absolutely it's getting out of hand. But it's totally amazing because all I do is just go to Costco and listen to them. So I had James from Life of Gaming Podcast. I had a great time with him. I've been laughing ever since, even just thinking about the things that we talked about. I am eternally grateful that he has revived the memory of Coconut Monkey from PC Gamer Demo Disc. So uh, if you like this, go back. If you know James from from Life of Gaming Podcast, yeah, we we dive, we dive back into the depths of where this all starts. So it's, um, this is a chance to get to know your, your favorite podcasters, I guess. Um, so yeah, welcome. Welcome to you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you'll be around next week too. We've got another show coming next week. It happens every Monday. Since we last talked, I've been getting into a couple of games. I keep playing Fire Emblem. That's a game that, that is sticking with me. I'm now considering, I didn't think I was going to do this, but I'm really considering going after Conquest or Revelations adding that on to the whole thing I think this is a game that I I will be going back to probably for the rest of the year and uh, we had a question from the Facebook fan group Jesse Flores you asked what game do you predict will be your game of the year in 2016 and I can't (laughs) I thought about this ever since I saw it I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna say about it because I don't know if I should base it on what I've played so far or what I expect to be good, and I'm going to take it from this angle, Jesse. I think I'm going to think we can answer it this way based on based on what I've played because I don't know. I I have a whole. I'm going to put an article on weathernerd Look for this soon. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to share my entire pre order from Amazon because they have that new save thirty percent off when you when you pre order. I'm not sure if this is everywhere. In Canada it was anyways. They're, they had a, this isn't uh, a prime thing. They had a, a short promotion where you could save 30% off. So I just went down like the whole list in 2016 and just pre-ordered a whole bunch. So anyways, I've got, I've got a bunch of games coming. Quantum Break obviously I'm super excited for. I'm getting amped up for, for Doom actually. Uh, that game looks awesome. Uh, but I'm not sure if i can really comment on games that i think are going to be game of the year uh my pick last year was bloodborne and that definitely wouldn't have been anticipated for me so that's something to consider when you're trying to predict something like that um but based on what i'm playing fire emblem might be it and what how crazy is that that a a a nintendo 3ds game is leading the way for me um this game has has everything that i sort of look for in a game of the year where it's it's addicting the gameplay is super solid um it definitely has its shortcomings i don't think any game of the year is perfect but i'm loving the music i'm loving the entire the art style of it is really great it's snappy it's quick it doesn't really have anything in the way of you playing the game so what it, what i mean by that is like, I'm not having to battle any weird systems. I don't have to put up with anything. I can just, if I want to, I can just dive into a battle. I can do some, some neat challenges. I can really quickly jump into somebody else's castle and wreak some havoc over there and get some neat rewards. I'm just starting to learn a little bit about that as I, I don't want the story to end. <laughs> I'm coming to, I'm coming closer and closer to the end of this game. And I, I, I'm looking for other things to do. And that's sort of where I start to think about. Getting the other games. Uh, I'm not done with Fire Emblem yet, and that's a really good sign. I'm 30, I think 32 hours into this thing, and I I want to keep going. So that's that's a huge sign. I, I think with most games around 30 hours, I'm looking to the next thing. Um, but maybe it's because it's on the on a handheld. I don't really have anything else that's pulling me away on a handheld that um, that I would find is worthwhile to put Fire Emblem down. So that. Jesse is my, is my front runner. And so I want to know what your guys is. That's a really good question. So if you guys like, um, right under this post, let me know what you're playing and also let me know, um, what your number one front runner for, for game of the year is. Uh, we talk about it with Joey a little bit, but I, I'm, I always think that it's good to just keep this at the front of the mind throughout the entire year because before we know it, it's going to be fall and there's going to be a whole bunch of games coming out and we would have played Doom, Quantum Break, Uncharted 4. Good God, this is going to be a crazy spring. So buckle up. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) So great question, Jesse. Thank you so much for for posting that. If you guys like, I'll put a call out um, each week on my Twitter, at Sean Capri, and at the Facebook group, the We The Nerdy Fan Group. I'll put a call out for questions. So be part of the show if you're not going to be a guest, which I would love for you to be a guest. Um, But if not, then ask a question or or answer the question what are you guys playing what's your game of the year that would be awesome i'd love just having everybody contribute this is this is a show about we the gamers we the gamer cast if that makes sense to anybody out there um so yeah i've been playing fire emblem like i said i've been playing twilight princess hd and i am really really enjoying that game that's twilight princess to me is when i think about zelda i don't know why but when I think about the Legend of Zelda that's the art style that i that I picture like that's the link that I think about and that's the the Zelda like that's the princess Zelda that I that I imagine I visualize in my mind um but it's so weird because you spend so much time as a wolf <laughs> in this game and um there this game is really I'm having a great time with it i I get stuck at some really stupid parts so I'm trying to decide whether or not I think that that's part of the game design or if that's just me overthinking things and, but having a great time with that. That's kind of my my, Twilight Princesses is, is tiding me over until Quantum Break comes out and when Uncharted comes out and some of these spring games are some of these big ones. Um, I'll be spending most of my console time playing that, playing a little bit of Borderlands 2. Of course, uh, some co-op with my wife, but, uh, other than that, Gonna keep it to like you know two three games. It's <laughs> probably enough. Uh, I want to get back to my Vita pretty soon here, but for now it is. It's really just just Fire Emblem. So that's what I'm up to. And oh, and by the way, I had a really good chat with Joey Ferris from Game and Talk Podcast and Ferris Wheel Productions. What a great name that guy has. Like I'm named after these. I talk about this in the show. I'm named after flood pants. <laughs> I'm named after pants that don't go down to your ankles (laughs) or go down to the floor. I'm named after these things and juice Jesse. Of course. How could I forget? You call me juice. That's like my favorite thing ever, (laughs) Uh, but Ferris wheel. That's a great name uh, and a great name for a podcast or a great name for a YouTube channel. I just found game and talk just earlier today. Actually, Um, I'd heard Joey on life of gaming podcast and uh, he's, he's kind of doing the little tour of podcasts. And I think if you guys like this, you get, you get to know Joey a little bit. Uh, if you're a fan of his already, um, you know where he's coming from on a lot of stuff. But we go back into kind of where the... This is kind of like the origin story for a lot of these guys. And for me, when I look at a comic book movie, that's that's the best thing. The, the origin story is usually the best, unless you're Captain America. Um, so yeah, I had a really good talk with him. Just a super motivating guy. And you'd never know that he's as young as he is because he's asking all the right questions, he's doing all the right things to get ahead in this whole craziness that we all call games commentary, journalism, whatever you want to say. I had a really good talk with him. He's got you guys should definitely check out his, his podcast. Really good cadence and quickness to their show and it's funny. <laughs> that's that's kind of rare. Anyway, those those guys are super quick. You should definitely check out that podcast Game and Talk. Oh, and this week we have something new. If you guys have been listening the last few weeks, you may know, I think we talked about it with James last week. We do a bit of a game show. We'll see if this thing catches on, uh, but we'll get back into that at the end of my talk with Joey, so I hope that you guys enjoy that. Uh, but for now, let us jump into it with Joey Ferris <laughs> today like just kind of catching up on some of your of your podcast game and talk Mm -hmm. and man like this show i've been doing this for basically since december Mm -hmm. and like my whole podcast list just keeps getting like out of hand because every week i'm just like learning about somebody else's new podcast and there's something to be said about all these shows that aren't on ign or giant bomb or all these sites because i think that like a lot of guys like you are doing a really amazing stuff so why don't we start Talking about that because I spent most of today listening to your show. Like, how did Game and Talk kind of come about, and where where did you, where do you know Alan from? Because like you guys have an amazing rapport. You're, you're so <laughs> snappy back and forth. Um, well, that's the one thing I picked up for sure was was how quick you guys
0: are. Oh man, well part of that is because I edit the crap out of these podcasts. I mean, recording stuff. Oh, on the Skype, secret's out. The <laughs> secret is out. But 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 you best believe that if we're if we're like in a room together, we are that snappy. It's just that I'm sure the Skype delay is is so tough to work with. Like what is, especially if it's, we have a guest on, if it's just me and him, we're, we're back and forth and it's easier to edit. And it's like, I met Alan through, through conventions here in Sacramento. Okay. And, uh, he's been, he was a cosplayer. He He's kind of retired from that field now cause it's expensive and stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so then I, I met him through there and, and then we just, I don't know, we just started talking a lot about different things. Uh, basically we're both huge fans of Nintendo and yeah. pretty much just games as a whole, but Nintendo is always our go-to. And so we thought, hey, let's start a podcast. Is based. It was pretty much my idea from the start. Granted, he's always we've always done little podcasts before then. Sure. Like if you go on his YouTube channel, Retro Clams. I don't know if he changed it to Curly Supreme or not because he's changing everything <laughs> to that. <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't get best. it either. Yeah, and so. <laughs> So we did something like non-conventional podcasts. It was titled The Non-Conventional Podcast. We would record like once a month, so it was highly inconsistent. Sure. And we always just used my Blue Yeti like all around us, whatever. And so then, so we talked about movies and video games and stuff like that. We had a whole episode dedicated to superheroes, and that's always great. We love talking about superheroes. That's what our new topic is for tomorrow's episode. It'll probably be up by the time you're all listening to this and whatnot. But I figured out that I could do a podcast as well when I'm watching Life of Gaming podcast. Listening, or so Whatever. Yeah. So, James podcast, uh, James and Josh. And I listen to their stuff, and I'm like, I could totally do this. Why? What the heck am I doing just sitting around here? So, our plan was to start in September, like, 2015, right? Last year. Yeah. But every first episode, something would go wrong. Oh, classic tale. Exactly. Oh man, we had a great first episode. Oh and, no! <laughs> and then I look on Audacity. I've been recording from my webcams mic the entire time. Oh no! <laughs> you cannot imagine how furious I was.
1: I can't imagine because I've definitely had that. I had yeah. uh, uh, episode thirteen. I had Sean Messler, who is also a writer on WeTheNerdy.com. and yeah. I spent. We had an amazing chat. Like it was one of those things where I don't know that we could ever re-record or like even try to recapture that what happened and i went to go save it i'm like i'm being diligent i hit save and audacity shuts down oh and that's when i had to i think we've all anybody who's done a podcast and use audacity they've probably had at least one time where they had to look into the recovery mode and oh, yeah. my what a bitch
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so bad. i definitely
1: can't imagine that first mm-hmm. episode so then what happened after you guys like after the first one you obviously got things rolling but mm-hmm. like how did you overcome some of those those first hurdles.
0: Well, well, the technical issues kind of just stopped, and we just knew sure. like how how to work things around. There was actually a technical issue in the Pokemon episode. It was uh, we actually recorded that episode twice. <coughs> first time, our guest Chris, that was also just a last minute guest. Uh, he was. He's a writer on Nerd Reactor with me. Uh, I also write for website Nerd Reactor, in case you guys didn't know. He probably gave you the intro already, so we'll just go from there. Just and, keep plugging. <laughs> yeah, keep plugging everything. It's like, to, like a friendster, everything. So then, <laughs> so then I was – so he told me that uh, the audio just stopped working halfway through, and I'm like yeah. – and I was like, "Oh, that's not good." And that's another reason why the episode was late. And then we were like, "You guys want to re-record tomorrow night?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." So then we just re-recorded that, and I think the second take was actually better. So oh,
1: there you go. Then that actually works out. So mm-hmm. you mentioned that you and Alan met at, like at com- at at comic cons and things like that. Is that is basically that right? like our Comic-Cons local or con-
0: video conferences? Um basically our local convention, SAC Anime, Sacramento Comic oh, okay. Con. We have yep. two three different local conventions. We have uh SAC anime, the main one. We get a lot of different guests there and I do social media for them. So I basically go around with the camera crew and I interview the guests. I interview the con goers. So I met a lot of different voice actors. Uh Roger Craig Smith is one of them, known awesome. for playing Ezio Auditore, for those of you who don't know, Sonic the Hedgehog, that kind of thing. I've met a lot of different guests. We actually met a guest today who was, uh, I yeah, by the way, today was I re- went to Sac-com, Sacramento Comic Con to record some stuff there. We got um, Veronica Taylor, the voice actor for Ash in the Pokemon show. Oh, wow. And we got her to record a special little intro for the next episode of Game & Talk, so we're looking forward to that.
1: Oh, my God. I have, so you'll hear it when this thing comes out, but I've yep. got Bobby the Geek Guru doing my intro. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I love Bobby, but uh, he's no... Bobby, I'm just kidding. I'm just, shouldn't <laughs> Yeah. yeah
0: nobody cares about Bobby. Forget about him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's impressive, man. That's really great. So what's it like being in California? You guys are kind of like right in the mecca of movies, games. Like there's a lot of attention going right there. So is that something that you think kind of helps you out in creating all of this content? Like would you, can you imagine doing this anywhere else?
0: Um, I could imagine doing this in like bigger areas in California, like maybe San Francisco or Los sure. Angeles. Cause Sacramento is like, it's the capital of California, but at the same time, we're kind of an overlooked city. But yeah. we're growing more and more in this, in the name, in the sense that more people from Sacramento are getting recognized in the media. Like, uh, Brie Larson, actress, just won the Oscar for best actress. Um, she's from Sacramento. Yeah. Um, there's another actor from Sacramento that was in that awful Jennifer Lopez movie or something. And we have that some- one. That, that, the boy. Or <laughs> there's something. there's only one. Yeah. 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 And then, and another one is Keith Brooks. He actually went to my high school. He was, if you saw straight out of Compton, he was, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Dre's brother. He played okay. him in that movie. So yeah. And that was really neat. Uh, to, I am lucky that I am able to work these conventions to meet these people in the industry like we actually yeah. I actually it's because of them that I know Andre Meadows of Black Nerd Comedy who's going to be a guest on our podcast eventually. It's tough to work around his schedule cuz he's always out doing stuff. He's at SXSW right now, so there's a lot of that. He's always going out to going out to press events and whatnot and I'm also friends with Sean Long, another local in Sacramento, who, well, Andre is now a local, but Sean is. And he does toy reviews, so okay. I actually didn't know who he was until I met him at the convention. So doing a lot of stuff with him helps me grow, too. But either, even then, doing stuff with him is just fun. I don't do these things with uh with people with who have a bigger fan base because I hope I'll reap the rewards. Granted, right. it, it is nice. I still... As- so I'd be lying if I said it was just for fun and games. Totally, but at the same time, it's like I wouldn't do them if they weren't fun. Because so, in, yeah, sorry,
1: go ahead. No, go ahead.
0: Because in the end, um, like Sean Long, for example, he's got two hundred thousand subscribers, right? I he was featured in a couple of my videos. My fan base didn't just shoot up overnight. It's still growing. It's like people think like if you collaborate with somebody big, that's that you've already made it. No, that's not true. You still have to like go out there and work hard, do your best and come out with videos consistently unlike me. So yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I was going to jump in and ask you kind of like, you know, what what does motivate you to, to keep going and keep pushing out content knowing that there's just so many people out there doing it. Um what is it that kind of keeps you going? Like this is exactly what I want to be doing right now and and what is it about video games and, and creating this content that kind of piques your interest, keeps you going.
0: Well what gets me motivated is watching other people who have made it in that yeah. in yep. that field. Like and by made it I mean their it's their full time job. And that's like my number one dream is having it be a full time job. But it's not like it's not something you can go to school for. It's not something you can just it's not like something you can like put on a resume. It's just something that, like, I don't even care if I'm recognized out in the public or not. I just want to make my living doing it, like my friend Sean does. He's he reviews toys and it comes out with videos every other day, it feels like, or every yeah, day. a great rather. name. Yeah, and it's like. He makes his, he pays off his house with that. And I'm like, that's just my dream right there. I love it. And he gets free stuff, too. And that's what I'm doing with Nerd Reactor also. It's like I'm also getting free stuff there. I got Hitman just now. And I didn't think I would be able to get that or not. It's like making me think, should I cancel my Gamefly subscription now? Since I might just get review codes for these games anyway. So there's that stuff. And the problem with me is I'm kind of a procrastinator. Like, I'm a huge procrastinator. Yeah, it's I not even, it isn't. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's not even that I don't want to do stuff. It's that there's other stuff that I got to do, like work and school. Yeah. And I'm just about ready to quit school. I'm, I'm so. Oh, come on. You got to
1: be almost done. You're 25 years old? 24? No, I'm 20. You're 20? yes oh my god
0: don't... nobody believes oh. me nobody does
1: <laughs> well your would... voice sounds 35 you yeah look, that doesn't you help. look 25 so i have a beard just...
0: too so i guess that doesn't help but yeah, it just, ages
1: just, a little just look at that
0: <laughs> look at that. you guys oh, don't geez. see it but that's my idea i have to whip it out for everybody because they never believe me oh my it's god so you boring. look
1: like you're 95 pounds in that picture
0: well i am 95 pounds in that picture <laughs> that was i was 16 years old when i took that photo and i don't have a beard or anything so that doesn't help either but yeah, I I throw people off with my age so much. But but yeah, I'm 20. I'm almost 21 next month. Yeah, party time! Uh,
1: so you've been in school for how long? And what do you what are you since, studying? Uh,
0: I've been in school for two years since I graduated high school, yeah. three years almost. I'm studying film because it's like yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's film. Come on, man. And it's something I'm interested in. I mean, it's sure. Yeah, there's that. And but now I'm on the general ed part, and general ed is like pointless. Oh my god, why do uh, yeah, I need yeah. this?
1: <laughs> so like where where in Sacramento do you like what kind of what's film school? Like I'm I'm sure California is like best in the world for for film schools other than Vancouver, Canada. I
0: course. am going to Sacramento City College for awesome. the it's a prestigious it's not prestigious. It's just a city college, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, man It's funny hearing this come from you because I know you live in Canada, right? Yeah. And I'm in my history class, my American history class, and we actually had like a – I think the last class, my professor was like, fun fact, Americans know way more about other countries than they do about Canada. And I'm like, that is so true. It's probably true. (laughs) I like don't know a thing about that place. I do know – I just learned recently that uh, history lesson, for all you interested in that stuff, during yeah. the American Revolution, a bunch of people um, migrated, and, like, they're refugees, like, because they didn't want to be part of that revolution. They went to Canada when it was, like, taken over by the French. So that's why it's like Canadians, most Canadian people are almost indistinguishable from Americans, because our accents are similar, most of us are white, that kind of thing
1: yeah totally yeah no we, i i used to give americans a lot of crap about it but i and i think a lot of canadians still do but mm-hmm. it takes maybe one or two trips down to the states where we go yeah i didn't realize like that's where chicago was you know what <laughs> i mean like when nobody if you were to ask a canadian to like point out chicago totally famous city i don't think anybody could ever actually like point it out and <clears throat> it was it wasn't until i went down to I did a trip down to New York and I took the train to Washington, DC. Like I didn't realize that your cities are like stacked on top of each other.
0: Pretty like, much. I'm
1: in Edmonton. It's a three hour drive of nothing till you hit Calgary. You hit <laughs> like red deer in the middle and that's about it. But like, there's no, there's nothing like that. I don't think at least yeah. in, in the East East coast that I've been in. And then uh, I was in San Diego in the summertime and, it's a different world, so I give you, I give, I totally cut you guys a little bit of slack. I don't, yeah. I don't know a whole lot. And there's, I mean, what what's happening here?
0: <laughs> I know that the Canadian Prime Minister visited our President like recently. Oh, like, and they had like the lamest
1: yeah. banter back and forth. Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. And it's like apparently the dude's like ridiculous. Your Prime Minister's like ridiculously good looking or something. He was like a model beforehand. I mean, I, I
1: guess as far as politicians go,
0: yeah, he's he's doing okay. I mean, most politicians are pretty ugly, so I'm just saying. Not I mean, not Hillary ugly Hillary Clinton.
1: But... That Hillary Clinton.
0: That Hillary Clinton mm. though. Damn. Wow. No. <laughs> As for me, I only know like a couple of locations in Canada. There's the Yukon, only because Calvin and Hobbes talked about it. Totally. The comic book. <laughs> and uh, there's Newfin- Newfoundland, Newfoundland, whatever the hell you call it. They and- say
1: it differently than than everybody else, actually. So it's <laughs> funny that you say Newfoundland. I think they say Newfoundland. Great time. Great parties over there. That's my retirement plan. Is <laughs> out in, uh, And I made fun of myself last time. I, I'm realizing that I think that I say out funny. And I'm but, just like yeah. racing through the word. Anyway, I want to go back. <laughs> 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 I'll put up a whole like speaking of Canada uh, section on the post on the website. Right. <laughs> but um, I want to go back to sort of like way back even before your driver's license picture. Mm-hmm. You said you're a Nintendo fan. Like what is your first when did you first get into video games and realize even before I think here's here's a thought. Let yeah. me know what you think about this before I even get into this question. Mm-hmm. I love when people will look back and um, let's say that they got their NES and they're they're five years old and they go I want to be in the video game industry. Like that's when they knew that they want to be in the industry. I'm like, dude, there wasn't an industry at all in 1989. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So like without getting into that sort of like, I think that's a little pretentious to, to pretend, but when was Mm -hmm. it that you first started to realize that you wanted to start generating content on the internet based on, based on video games?
0: It's gotta have been in the ninth grade when uh, that's technically in two thousand, early two thousand ten. It was like, um, how do I say this? I'm totally losing my train of thought right now. But, but it was that was during a time when I wanted, I thought I wanted to be a game designer, right? Right. So, th- sounds awesome. My, yeah. Well, luckily my high school had a game design program. That I could get into, and I tried it out, and then then that's when I'm like, you know, this no, it's not for me. Game design is one of the most complicated thing in mm-hmm. careers in the in the art industry. It's like you're you're literally making nothing, making something out of nothing. Yep. and I'm like, I can't I can't do that. I can like I can probably like maybe direct a set or something, but I can't just build something from the ground up. Yeah, granted, it's like it's still a team effort, but at the same time, it's just ridiculously complex and making a good game even on a piece of paper is really difficult. That's one of our pro- one of what that was one of our projects was to make something make a game out of like a board game pretty much. And okay. Even then it's just difficult like balancing it and everything. I made this crappy version of the game chess and it, I made it like a soldier type game like present day like grenades and stuff, but it was it was really bad. <laughs> it was very unbalanced and stuff. And meanwhile what did it my, my- look
1: like? Like, paint a picture. What is this thing? So, like, visually, is it like a 3D chessboard or something? Or is it a 2D? It was.
0: It was a piece of graph paper, right? <laughs> with with a bunch of little cutouts with the letters that, like, say you got a king or something. Like, K. Or something like that. It was, it was all a blur. I try not to remember it. But, you know. And <laughs> I'm so, digging it out, man. <laughs> yeah. And there was this one move where... So like it was like chess where you gotta take out the king or the commander or something I forget what it was awesome. captain I don't care but there was a there was a class member called a martyr where I played a lot of Call of Duty back then martyrdom was like when you get killed and then you drop a grenade yes. upon death and then just revenge that bastard and then so and then I was, there was also a move called the like the grenade throw and it would take out like three spaces and so one of my people one of the people playing the game got martyrdom on the king and i was like that takes out your king and i'm like you know it only affects the person that tried to attack you let's just make that rule now i didn't make it up ahead of time because <laughs> i didn't want the game to end that fast i was like no please
1: and that was the solution
0: <laughs> it was the solution make up rules on the spot yeah that's what totally. you gotta do kids
1: was that kind of like an end of end of your project kind of thing or like that's pretty impressive for what were you 14 15 years old at the time yeah
0: Both fourteen, fifteen, around that time, yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I
0: cut the class halfway through though because I had it was an after school class. It wasn't a, wasn't like a class to take by itself. Yeah, yeah. And then because I was doing the school play, then I I did a lot of theater in high school. I was in the advanced theater program all four years. So yeah, well, freshman year wasn't allowed, but I took theater classes in my freshman year too. So yeah, there's that.
1: Oh man, that is that's awesome. So you decide. Not going to do game design. Absolutely then, not. Then you want to do, you want to generate some sort of content. Like you probably at some point realize I got something to say about all this video game stuff, and some other people are saying some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, a life of gaming podcast hadn't started. Where you kind of like look. At you, did you have other people that you were looking to that were making content that you're like, that's kind of what I want to. That's kind of what I want to do. I, I know how to use a camera. I can edit some video and mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like how did that all start?
0: There was a guy. Who I don't think he makes videos anymore. He totally like we totally stopped talking to each other. But there was a guy called Zeitgeist Game Reviews on on the YouTube. And, Great name. Yeah, seriously. And he <laughs> was, and so he made a couple of basic game reviews. And I'm like, I could do that. I could totally do this. Yeah. So I went out, bought an HD PVR, which was like, like nowadays HD capture cards are like a dime a dozen. They're, they're yeah. easier to find. Back then, it really wasn't. Like that That's was when. Yeah, that was like the capture card craze, right? And this was really good. It still looks good now if you use it. Yep. And you used you connect your component cables to your Xbox and then I was just like, let's just do some game reviews, right? And even my mom supported that. She's a really amazing person. She she bought me a game fl- no, Blockbuster membership. Yeah, Blockbuster yes. was still going on in 2010, believe it or not. What? Yeah. And it honestly Blockbuster for officially stopped in like late 2012 is what I remember. That was when my local blockbuster just shut down.
1: Oh, yeah. Wow.
0: So, yeah. She paid for a membership for me so I could always get the newest games to review for my channel. And then... But then in 2011, I made the dumbest mistake of deleting my channel and starting anew. Don't Uh. ever do that, kids. (laughs) Don't ever make that mistake.
1: What made you you decide to do that?
0: What made me... There were some things I just didn't like about it, like the fact that it was inconsistent on... Like, I wanted to to be about three categories. Game reviews, tech talk, and pure randomness. Pure randomness, I would just make any random skit that I wanted, because I was a huge fan of Smosh back in the day, and I was just like, I can make some funny skits, too. I made a couple good ones, but... I focused way too much on the game reviews. There was barely any tech talk episodes, and the pure randomness ones were just—they were purely random. And I was just like, "Why? Why still do this?" And so, and also, my username was spelled wrong. I realized that it was—you <laughs> see—I couldn't, I couldn't. Ferris Wheel Productions could not fit in there at the time, so I put in Ferris Wheel Pro. You know, my Twitter handle and all that stuff. I put three R's instead of two on accident. Took me how long to realize that, and that really irked me. That like, my OCD kicked in uh-huh. hard, so I'm like, I'm just gonna start a new. And I didn't save any of my old videos, so I could re-upload them. They also, don't do that. So there's a <laughs> bunch of game reviews, pretty good ones too, that aren't on there. They granted, they aren't nearly like my like the ones I do now. Like I do them in the skit like fashion because I realized like I started I started up the channel back again for game reviews in. Right when I graduated high school, yeah. started with Spec Ops The Line, did catch, uh, caught up on some stuff. Granted, the game was not new back then. I just felt like reviewing something. Yeah, something. totally. Yeah. And how so did you then... find
1: that experience? Like, I want to, like, just pause on that just for a mm-hmm. second, because I'm, I'm always curious to hear about, I think after a while, people find their voice. They find a bit of a rhythm when they're writing reviews. Um, but I think when we all start, we've read, I don't know, how many thousands of reviews until up, up, up that point. You're like that's got to be easy. I've got plenty of things to say about games. I play them all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you sit at the keyboard and you're like, "How do I like? Were you? Were you? Were, did you find your rhythm rate at the start, or or were you? Did you have a bit of a hurdle to get over at the beginning?
0: I think I pretty much found my hurdle at the start. Like I knew that my rhythm at the start. I think I just knew how to like. Writing has always never been a problem for me. Oh, English cool. is like my. That was my one favorite general ed class. Anything else could just go burn in right. a fire. But but it was then that I just thought, you know, I need to do something different. Mm. Like, my last regular review, like, just gameplay footage and narration, like how all the IGN and stuff does it, was, was, I think it was Lego City Undercover, I believe. Nice. Yeah, I think it was. And then I'm like, you know... I need to do something different. Yeah. Granted, you know, n- not a lot of people are different. Nothing is original anymore. It's hard to do. So I've I watched some old Angry Video Game Nerd episodes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I got to do something like this. Yeah. I got to, like, do incorporate live action, some humor in it. I don't need to get completely serious, all professional-like. No- I, nothing's holding me back. Nothing. I'm not working for some major... Even Nerd Reactor gives me creative freedom when it comes to that stuff. Because my editor-in-chief, John, watched my Witcher 3 review and he really liked it. So he said, you can do something like that. So yeah. then there's that. And then I did Don Country Tropical Freeze. I got my friend Jimmy to be the PC elitist douchebag that was, in that, <laughs> <laughs> that was in that skit. But then I took like a four to five month break after that because... I was going through some stuff. We were mm-hmm. moving to a new place for like the third year in a row. And I said, okay, really? This is ridiculous. Yeah. And so then... But then I got back with Alan because I realized I moved closer to Alan now. So I can do more stuff with Alan. So then we did a Hyrule Warriors review together. And that was just re- reignited the flame. That is my reviews. And that's what my channel is mainly known for. Granted, I still want to do some more stuff. But with like school and other things, I'm just thinking... Reviews are like well, the thing that I'm going to do, and uh, that was kind of set in stone when I did my Witcher Three review. I'm just like, mm. you know, I got something really special here. That's current. That I think is my best review in terms of quality and views. Like it yeah. currently has five thousand, which for somebody with uh, three hundred at the time, it, it's a big deal. I have like totally. five hundred and sixty now, so I'm still gonna keep doing this, even if even if this becomes my full time, even if this Eventually becomes my full time job in like ten to fifteen years, I will. I will finally have made it, and my dream will come true.
1: Yeah, that's the best thing to be talking about on a uh-huh. daily basis. I know yeah. uh, I've heard a number of of people who have made it. They always talk about if you even want to give it a shot, you know, start writing about it, start talking about games all the time, start making the content every single day. And that's kind of a, a really sure, a good way to start weeding out the pack. I think there's a lot of people who want to get into it and then they find out what is involved and people start to fall back a little bit into, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I'll just be a bit more passive, in which is totally fine. Yeah. I mean, the world doesn't need as many millions of us <laughs> as there, Honestly, as there are. Honestly, there's way too many of us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> not, not making this thing any easier for anybody. Yeah. Um, you mentioned a little bit of OCD. How does that kind of like fit into your gaming collection, playing? Like does it um... – Well,
0: I don't actually have OCD if that's what you're saying. It's well, just...
1: <laughs> I'm glad you point that out. I think a lot of people kind of – this is an aside, but I think a lot of people go, oh, my OCD makes me like clean up messes. And it's like it's that's not really what that is.
0: <laughs> Honestly, if you look at a, at a frame and it's crooked – it's not like you have OCD and you want to fix it. That's your natural human instincts. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. You like things like straight and right angles. That's that's probably the way that it should be. Yeah. Um. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So when you go into The Witcher, like, and you re- and you go into a review, I like, I don't think that I could actually go into The Witcher and write a review, mostly because I don't know that I don't. I had not played any of the other games mm. before. Me so either. I, I went into The Witcher totally blind and. Uh, I have a bit of a bias towards like the Dragon Age series in terms of like a, a fantasy role playing game. Um, I definitely preferred that. I I spent about ten or fifteen hours with The Witcher, and I just couldn't get into it. And I'm gathering you did because you felt compelled to I got
0: way review too into
1: it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the outside for this, and I I know yeah, that a lot I of other
0: it. people are. Like I've been hearing stories about was like Joey I got into the witcher and I'm not I'm not really that into it yeah. and I'm just like how yeah it's incredible <laughs> I think a huge part of me um was I think a huge part of the reason why I enjoyed the Witcher 3 so much is because Zelda U didn't come out last year mm. and I need something to fill that void that Nintendo promised me last year when when on they are going only years. showed us five minutes of footage total of that game and they announced it Almost two years ago, I get re- way too passionate about that game. So then I got, so then I get all these. I hear all these good reviews about the game. It's not even just that it has good reviews. It was because CD Projekt Red is such a great developer. They're giving away their DLC for, They're giving mm-hmm. free DLC. They're giving us a standard edition that might as well be a special edition because of all the stuff that comes in it. If you guys yeah. know what I'm ta- want to know what I'm talking about, watch my Witcher Three review. And it's just. Like, there's a soundtrack in it, there's a map, it's just crazy. And I'm like, this is what I want the industry to be. So I decided to buy the game, and then it just blows my expectations out of the water, especially not having played the first two.
1: Man, you're kind of, like, getting me to maybe just stop recording this podcast and run downstairs and (laughs) try (laughs) this game again. Oh, my. So, what's another game? Can you think of something where, like, is you just don't understand why people don't get it. Like you just think that it's amazing. And then some people might come up to you and go, I don't get it. What's another, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. What's another example of that kind of game that you just, this, this is something that everybody has to love.
0: Oh, Metroid prime. Nice. Honestly, That's my, like, I don't want to, I don't like saying I have a favorite thing with like, what's my favorite TV show? My favorite movie, favorite game. I'm the same. I, can, I can't pick one. But Metroid's probably in the... Metro Prime's probably in the top three.
1: Right. So were you, like... When was your first Metroid experience? Was it in Metro Prime, or were you back in, in... actually Metro Nintendo?
0: Prime 2. Um, oh, wow. B- because... I know it's weird, right? You Don't don't ever play them out of order. It's not like the story's <laughs> the huge deal, but it's like... In terms of... Metro Prime 2 is the weakest one out of the three. And so... So I was at Target one day. I, I think it was 2006? I was in sixth grade, so no, it was more like 2000. Yeah, it was 2006. Yeah, and so I was like, I had a GameCube, and I was like, oh, let's see what game to buy. Metroid Prime Two, and I'm like, huh, I've heard good things about Metroid. Sure, I'll take that. And so then I played it, and I was like, okay, this game is really good. I like it a lot. Let's play Metroid Prime. And then I played nice. Then Prime was just like, and that was like in 2007. I think I played it on my Wii backwards compatible, and I'm just like, ah, it, I. That game is so it's the perfect blend of presentation and gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's just like the environments in that game are second to none. The music is just flat out incredible. And I can't I can't not go back and play it like almost every year. Oh really? Yeah. It's just something that I have to like a part of it is a huge part of it is nostalgia, but I think yeah. at the same time there's something truly remarkable in that game that just is gonna age perfectly. To me.
1: Do you remember if there was something going on with you in life when that came out? Like a lot of people when they talk about nostalgia, like for me, I remember playing I was I'm a little older than you. Yeah, just a little <laughs> so just, bit. Just laddie. a little, like like over a decade. So <laughs> uh <laughs> um how gosh, how old was I? I was probably seven or eight years old, I guess. No, probably a little older no. than that. Anyway, when uh N sixty four came out, and so there was Goldeneye and Mario Kart sixty four. And so for me, The nostalgia that I attach to those games is about going to my neighbor's house, eating microwave popcorn, and just going to town on Kool-Aid and (laughs) (laughs) like green lime Kool-Aid and Goldeneye for like summers in a row. So like for me, it's a lot about like the childhood and hanging out with friends. Like, is there something in 2006 that was going on for you that like you kind of attached to Metroid? Or is it just this was a seminal game that was that's better than anything you'd experienced?
0: I don't... There wasn't, like, a key moment in that time. I mean, yeah. granted, that was, like, back when I lived in my old house and stuff like that. I don't know. I guess there was a lot of good music at that time, too. Like, at least from what I remember. Some t- some people would call it crap music now, but, you know. What kind of, what kind of
1: stuff are you talking about?
0: I would listen to... <laughs> for some reason... I would always get, like, the now, that's what I call music, like, collections. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I would listen to the music out of that. And that's how, sure. like, I remember stuff from then, like, like the friendships that I had and stuff. Yeah. And I had this, actually, man, I'm about to tell you something I never really told anybody. I had this, I had this idea for a book that I wanted to just be in a be a BS series that yeah. was like turned into a m- video game and a movie but it starred me like this was keep in mind i was like, like you in the sixth starring st- you yeah it was like in the sixth and seventh grade this is like my ego fantasy type of yeah. thing <laughs> but it had characters from every one of my favorite franchises in it and it was just i was always a huge fan of crossovers like sure. uh, yeah like you know for for and for your example, if you want to name an example, for, for Flintstones meet the Jetsons, that kind yep. of thing. For Simpsons me, it was like. Simpsons and the critic. Yeah, <laughs> for me it was like it was like Timmy Turner and Jimmy Neutron meets. That was like the shows that when I was a kid. Yeah. And so, and so I was always a fan of like. So you can tell Smash Bros was like my thing because it's that's literally crossovers the game. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Totally. So I had this little thing where. I was like the chosen one, and I would join up with all these worlds of, uh, of other characters. But I had like the most random people joining. Like Sonic was, was one of my favorite characters as a kid, but for some reason, Garfield, the cat, was also there. Awesome! And, and, and then Calvin and Hobbes showed up somewhere or something. I don't know. It was just like. I don't know. That was always I would always think about that while listening to music and daydreaming was kind of how I coped with reality back in the day. So I would always think about that. So that's kind of where I would think about things. Like Wind Waker was also another one of those games that I look back on with fond memories. I played that at around the 7th grade, which was quite, which was probably about 5 or no, it was like 5 years after the game originally came out because I got into mm-hmm. Zelda rather late in the franchise like my first game but I wasn't really into it was Oracle of Seasons for the Game Boy Color. Yeah. And then and then when my mom and stepdad got me a Wii for my for Christmas, I got Twilight Princess. So yeah. I've been, as you can as you can tell, I'm playing h d currently, and I'm still loving it. I'm realizing that it hasn't aged too well, but that'll always be the Zelda game. look back on with what part memories. Of, what
1: part of uh, Twilight Princess do you think hasn't aged? like I think the the visuals actually look fine, but mm-hmm. like um is there a part of it that you think, man, this just it it could really use a bit more of a refresh?
0: that world is so empty <laughs> oh God, holy yeah. crap. Like yeah, the, totally. there's all these open fields and there's nothing to do in them. Yeah, I'm like honestly, that's the, that that part I feel hasn't aged well. Yeah, and more like the, the character models in there too are just weird. Like those kids, those are freaks oh, of nature. Oh, they're the
1: ugliest kids in the world. I swear. <laughs> so Like bad. I want to. I don't. I don't remember their names. It was one of them named Colin. Yes, I can't the, remember. The,
0: the, the 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 tolerable one, the one that looked up to Link,
1: the one that gets taken away spoilers yes. so the smallest one i don't know why i don't know what her name is but i want to call her boris for some reason
0: she might as well <laughs>
1: it's probably <laughs> boris. the, the
0: small you're talking about the smallest one right yeah yeah she's I clearly a girl i think but i want to call her is boris. it though is is, uh, is that's Hishi true a girl that, i can't yep. tell it's whatever I,
1: I don't know if nintendo deals well with he
0: she nobody nobody cares about won't. those kids anyway so <laughs> those an annoying pieces of crap ever
1: Oh man! So, where, what do you expect out of Zelda U? Um, we're we're starting to hear a little bit more news about this that it's going to be different than what we've experienced before. Like, what? Where are you with this? Is this thing going to blow you away, or are you just going to be happy that it comes out? Period. I'm going
0: to be happy that it comes out. Period. God. <laughs> but other than that, I don't quite know what to expect. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be going to E3 for represent Nerd Reactor, so I can't wait to play it then when they definitely will show it. Hopefully. Good God, that really annoys me. Yeah. It's just like, how can you announce a game two years ago and show us next to nothing? We don't even have a title for it yet. What the hell?
1: If there's a game that you're going to be able to do that with, it's Zelda U, or whatever they're calling it. It's the, it's Zelda. You can just Zelda- like- use Zelda U, Zelda
0: NX, I don't know what it's going to be called, so- I still think it's going to come out for NX. I mean, I think they can release it on the Wii U. It's a, it's practically a dead console.
1: But Is that something where people are going to be disappointed that it doesn't come out on the NX? Like, have we all just decided this is what's going to happen without I really be, knowing?
0: I will not be disappointed if it just comes out on Wii U, but okay. I think Nintendo's financials will be disappointed if it doesn't come out on NX.
1: As a so, launch title.
0: Yeah, it would, be, would benefit them really well. But as for my expectations for this game, like, I'm, I'm trying to go off of what Aonuma said recently when he said it's more of a Western-style game. Exactly. I think what he means is he's taking open-world formulas from Western games. Mm-hmm. Like, the uh, is The Witcher technically Western? It's West somewhere. West, of... It's west <laughs> Japan. of Japan. It's West of Japan, so I guess that counts. <laughs> and, like, Zelda games in terms of side quests, like, yeah. open-world games, you think of, boom, side quests. Cause yep. it's this kill your time fallout. Who cares about the story? Side quest, side quest, do, do some more side quests, and level up your stuff. <laughs> when it comes to the side quests in Twilight princess and basically any other Zelda game, the rewards are rather heart pieces. The majority of them are heart pieces. Like, I'm playing Twilight Princess, and I'm like, okay, cool. Here's a side quest I can find. And they're also not labeled out for you. You have to look for them actively, which Mm -hmm. is something that I kind of hope that they keep in Zelda U. Something I kind of hope that they kind of help out on where these side quests are located. And so I'm looking for, like, I complete a side quest. Oh, hey, there's a heart piece. Another heart piece. Oh, hey, good job, heart piece. (laughs) 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 Granted, if those five five pieces of heart, no. Four's... Why
1: five? Yeah, it's
0: four. is max, <laughs> honestly.
1: So, in a perfect world, NX comes out when? How much? And like, what do you name it?
0: Okay, when November of this year, because okay. it has to come out this year. Honestly, yeah. they would be they'd be screwing the pooch if they didn't do that. Uh, and the pooch is the, the Wii U, and or their financials. <laughs> I don't care, whatever. And how much? I'd be willing to spend. 350 to 300 400 might be too much because if the rumor is like if one of the many thousands of contradicting rumors are true that it's as powerful as an xbox one that's fine by me they honestly can't can't go too far they don't want to make people pay more for a console that's releasing mid-cycle right and it's called the nintendo (laughs) what nintendo cross was a theory that yeah. somebody made up cuz you know NX and Cross but but let's think about it Wii U was called Project Cafe at some point and the GameCube was called Dolphin none of them none of those code names have anything to do with what the final product was mm-hmm. so and then even Kimishima the president said he doesn't even know what the hell NX means so
1: <laughs> that's awesome i wonder yeah i don't know a lot of times i ask somebody you know what they think the thing is going to be named a lot of people are coming up with like English words. Like we're <laughs> way outside of we. Like you don't think that we're gonna go back to some weird sound like amiibo and Mitomo and all these new words that are coming out of Nintendo, like they're very strange. They're very Japanese. Do you think that they do the same thing with their console or do they they go back?
0: Honestly, I don't know what to expect from them at this point. Oh, totally. Yeah, anybody
1: <laughs> pretends like they're gonna like make predictions with any sort of certainty, they're lying to your face. Right Honestly. out of their mouth, right into your face with lies. So bad. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so talk about Nerd Reactor. How the heck did you get involved with these guys and where, where does that relationship start?
0: I have a friend named Sen Chow, and uh, he was one of those people that randomly added me because he knew, like, about my sack anime stuff. I believe that's how we met. I don't remember how I meet people. So then, so <laughs> then I find like out he- It's not
1: this moment with music, and it's an amazing scene. You remember where your eyes met. <laughs>
0: I <was> just like, <laughs> it's just now you're in touch, my life. I get this feeling. Okay. That's my singing <laughs> voice, believe it or not. And then, so I find out he's writing for this website called Nerd Reactor. Yep. And I'm like, hmm. How do I? How do I? How do I get on this thing? So I ask him, and he tells me, he tells me, okay, here's what you gotta do: you just gotta email John, the editor in chief, tell him you want to write for us. And so I did that, and then I wrote one article per week, and basically you're you're restricted to mainly opinion articles because only like the the staff gets the gets the news articles and stuff. Sure. You don't want the
1: news anyways. No.
0: This is boring. What? <laughs> so I made some stuff like um, what would – my first one was like Guitar Hero versus Rock Band. Like Guitar Hero Live versus Rock Band 4. What's going to win? And sure enough, nobody cares about either of those games now. And uh, so, no. What
1: did you think? What, who was going to win at the uh, before they came out?
0: It was more like who would, who would be a best fit for what. Like if you sure. don't – like Guitar Hero Live was a huge change. From the formula. So it's like if you want new stuff, go for that. If you want the classic, go for Rock Band 4. I guess that's how I went with it. And that was a year ago, almost. Did you ever
1: play any of those games?
0: I played the Guitar Hero Live demo at like the kiosks and stuff, but I haven't really yeah, played. Yeah, sure. I have not played Rock Band four at all.
1: Were but you st- into the games way back when? Like oh, I was, M- was all over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So much. I would play on expert on both of them, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh, your hands
1: just do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: And now my now my hand now I don't care about him. It's was, it was kind of sad. I thought there was gonna be a huge comeback, but I, I guess not. I don't know. Nobody's really talking about him. I
1: know, it's crazy, because nobody yeah. has those parties anymore. Like, we would play, my parents, God bless them, we would have people, five or six, maybe ten people in the basement, and we're cranking Guitar Hero Metallica, <laughs> right? And we've got, like, I don't even know how this was a thing, because you could actually jerry-rig it so you could have double bass pedals when you're playing mm-hmm. expert drums or hard drums or whatever. How did
0: you do that? Yeah.
1: So you actually could get, like, a little, like, Y cable um, with a... Uh, like the headphone jack so uh,
0: oh nice those so you could things. have them
1: both go into yeah to like a female uh, Y connector that would connect up to the rest of the whole setup. So yeah, I would be there just like hit and those drums aren't quiet at all. they're not. it's just like that most annoying sound just boom uh-huh. boom, boom and the clicking of it like it's plus the music on top of it. I mean we're playing until four in the morning <laughs> and just oh I went absolutely crazy about Guitar Hero, and I was definitely more on the Guitar Hero side than the rock band side. So I'm uh-huh. curious, like how how you kind of got started in in those games. Where do you remember the first Guitar Hero game that you played?
0: It was Guitar was Hero you... three. Okay. I got it for Christmas on Wii.
1: Freaking impossible that game. <laughs> That
0: difficulty yeah.
1: just went crazy. They got Slash on the cover and just like, yeah, I guess now you can play like...
0: Or you better learn how to Threw play Through the like Fire Slash. and the Flames? Hell, uh. one, hell no. More like, hello, hell no. Absolutely not. Uh. Please don't. Ever again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah they crazy. gave those
1: guys way too much credit for being a decent band. <laughs> was it Dragon dragon Force? What the Dr- yes, Dragon Force. Oh my god, they're awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that song's good though, but other good than that, tune. I haven't heard any of their other stuff, and now they're sponsoring like rock band VR now. Oh sure, yeah, just
1: clinging onto that thing like that was. So, like, hey guys, years remember ago. Dragon
0: Force from two thousand seven? I'm pretty sure Freebird was
1: a song at the end of of one of those games. I, I think it was remember. the first
0: one. No, the first one was first I one was on a, PS2. Yeah, the first one ended with Ozzy Osbourne. I think Bark at the Moon, and that was a tough one. George Which, funny too.
1: story, I always thought that he was saying, back at the mall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's go to the mall. Back, <laughs> That's Let, what it's all about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can relate. I know you can. yeah i probably should
1: like and it was not until i saw the title that that was not the right words but that's just me (laughs) okay so you're doing this piece for nerd reactor about this stuff so um was that kind of like your trial run for it or yeah these are
0: the first eight weeks are trial runs and that's when they decide if they want to keep you or not yeah and so i did all the things i wrote I wrote a really good one on, are video games too cinematic? And I got a couple good shares and Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, here's how you do a good cinematic game. Heavy Rain. Here's how you don't. Beyond Two Souls. That kind of thing. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah. I I still... Hey, I still love Beyond Two Souls. I really like the story, actually. I actually um, like that game a little more than The Last of Us, but... What?! people hate Wait on me so much
1: <laughs> you need to we can't just skip over this i didn't how the, like the, how ga- gameplay wise
0: opinion? last of us was clearly 10 out of 10 but but story-wise i was just like honestly i really think the last of us is kind of overrated okay
1: let's dive into this mm-hmm. so last of us is announced do were you following kind of like the whole lead up to the game were you on the hype train at all
0: I was on the tra- hype train, yes. I wasn't like were. over overtly like, oh my god, this is gonna be the best game ever. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was more like, I was more like, oh, this seems really cool. Naughty Dog, can't go wrong with them. Yeah, what, whatever. Yeah. And then I played the game finally, like right when and I, it comes I was out. also, I was also following Beyond Two Souls really, uh, especially. And now, when I say I liked Beyond Two Souls more, I liked it more at the time because of some. I was trying to find my like emotional connection on Two was emotionally and Beyond Two Souls had like an ending that like really really struck me kind of hmm. mm-hmm. like one of the f- one of the many endings was spoiler alert if you don't want to know one of the well, endings- I haven't played it but I probably won't <laughs> it's. I mean, going and back also on getting it, I'm people like just another second to know. Yeah. They, pro- a they probably already <laughs> left because I said that I liked Beyond Two Souls more than. Oh the yeah, last they just them. turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, forget this guy. He's clearly doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't
1: think anybody turns that stuff off. I think when somebody says something that controversial, it's like this motherfucker better have something to say about it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, I can cuss on this podcast now. Great. I didn't know that. So any fucking way. Um. <laughs> honestly, so it was that. One of the endings was that the ghost that follows her around, like, leaves her, and she's all alone, and she's trying to figure out what to do. So what she does is she goes back to the homeless, the group of homeless people that she meets in the game, and then she lives with them, and she helps raise a child that she, that she basically, that, what's the term, like, she wasn't giving birth to it, but she was helping the person like giving surrogate? birth to it no No, surrogate. she was like no, that's the other way. she was responsible for like carrying out the baby as it was being born she was the doctor in that scenario okay. pretty much and so i was like guys oh, oh, all the feels worse. whatever i'm just like oh the feels on that ending and i don't know it just i just felt more emotionally satisfied with that game that i did with the last of us wow. mainly because the last of us is ending can piss some people off. Oh, of course. Of course. And I was one of those people that got pissed off. Granted, I don't think that degrades on the quality of the game. The quality of the game is fantastic. I will say that. And the story of it is great as well. Troy Baker, fantastic actor. He's going to be coming to SAC Anime Summer. And I can't wait to finally meet him and interview him for him. And I think the problem is, for my problem with The Last of Us is the fans' reaction towards it. Like, it's over the top, this thing can the do top, no wrong. This game can't do any wrong. And I'm like, dude, please chill out. The game is great, <laughs> but it's not the second coming of Christ. Holy shit.
1: Okay, so this is this is exactly my perspective
0: on The Witcher. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Getting Game totally of the Year and all
1: these other things that I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. man, like, have you guys played Dragon Age?
0: <laughs> I imagine the people who know me are listening to this, and I'm like, oh, here goes Joey again, with ranting about how The Last of Us isn't the greatest game ever made. And I'm like, chill. Chill out, bro. I don't care about your opinions anymore. I'm an adult.
1: <laughs> I do what I want.
0: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: I'm an adult. I pay my bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think you were mentioning on your show That you were playing Far Cry Primal Yes Are you done now? Or are you kind of like What's your opinion on this game? I'm not this done with it totally surprised you? It actually has Pretty yeah. much
0: As somebody who didn't really like 4 And a lot of people found 4 To be quite disappointing for some reason I don't know I couldn't put my finger on why 4 was Was not what I wanted it to be Like mm-hmm. you would think okay far cry 3 was amazing more of that different location totally i'm totally down for it mm-hmm. now i'm just like i'm kind of underwhelmed a bit you know okay not a lot yep. of different and then so they i think the fact that they went a full 180 and made it take place in 10,000 bc was something that was just like whoa okay i have to support i have to give a major game company like you guys have to understand game companies can't not take risks as much as they want to it's pretty pricey (laughs) extremely pricey video games cost more to make than movies more often than not destiny 500 million dollars no movie has ever costed that much to make Mm -hmm. and so so primal i instantly took it upon myself to i didn't really buy the game actually um i rented it at first granted Nerd Reactor has been working a lot with Ubisoft on that game, like in terms of in terms of writing stuff for it. Like we were invited to the event where we played a good a good four hours of it. And so that was really fun. And they featured us featured Nerd Reactor's quotes in the tra- in the last two trailers for the game. So that was really awesome. I was like, whoa, this
1: is cool. No kidding. Yeah, yeah that's I didn't, awesome.
0: I didn't write the written article, but uh uh, Nerd Reactor friend of mine, Jada, did. She is the one who did all the she also did the review for it. And so then I got oh hey I got a I got a code from them too. So that was really neat. So I got the of game course. for free from Ubisoft uh, as like a thank you for saying all the good things about it. Like granted uh, I have a feeling this is where people would come in and say, "Yeah, video game journalism is nothing but fakeness and it's all about who pays the big Shut up, dude. Yeah. You don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just that we said good things about the game because they're truly how we felt about it. We thought it was great. We thought it was a great new idea, and it was fun. And yeah, nothing st- would
1: please us more than totally misdirecting you to like totally make a wrong purchase, stranger that I'd never met. Absolutely, on
0: the internet. that because <laughs> that reflects poorly on us. Yeah, less the less people who read us, the more the 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 more the punishment is. Yeah, pretty much. So back to Far Cry Primal. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually quite surprised at how much I enjoyed it because they take the guns out of the equation. So you got to get a little more creative with how you take out your opponents. Granted, Mm -hmm. it's, I don't want to say creative because it's still just like point and shoot the arrow at at those fools and stuff. Yeah,
1: slower moving bullets with feathers on the end.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And crafting plays a huge, huge role in it as well. And when it comes to free roam games for me, I love games where you have like, like a Kingdom or something, and you want to keep building it. That's exactly what Primal is. You mm-hmm. play as this this person named this uh, caveman named Takar, about a, a part of a tribe called the Wenja, and um, he was like one of the last few Wenja to survive. And so his his goal is to basically build up the Wenja tribe and take on two rival factions, the Azila and the Udam. And so you're just gotta build yourself up, make yourself the apex predator. There's a lot of leveling up in that game, and I love leveling up in yep, games. Yeah, so, super addicting. Yeah, that's it's Far Cry Primal is pretty much the quintessential open world game. It doesn't bring a whole lot new to the table other than the setting yep. and like the weapon. That's choice. enough though, really. Yeah, honestly, it's a, one of the best games of the year so far. I don't know if it'll be in my top ten at the end, but we shall see.
1: Do you have an idea of kind of where you sit this year of what, what's stacking up kind of nicely? It's still early, it's but really it is kind on. of nice to have like, that refresher every once in a while. Like, oh yeah, I should probably remember that Oxen Free game I played back in January or whatever it was. Like games that came out super early mm-hmm. that totally get forgotten by the time October comes around.
0: So far, the only two noteworthy games I haven't, I've have played that aren't an HD remake like Twilight Princess are The Witness and Far Cry Primal. But The Witness, I didn't love. I released sure. my review on it like, yesterday as of recording this and I gave it four out of five. I gave it I didn't give it the five because I thought at some point it was just like wow this is really just too irritating for me. Meanwhile everyone else was giving it like perfect scores and I'm like, I totally get where they're coming up with the perfectness because design wise it pretty much is perfect. Like like it took them six, seven how many years? Two thousand nine to two thousand sixteen. That's about a good six years, I would think about a part
1: of a decade. It's like the Van Wilder degree.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so then they spent all that time designing 650 puzzles to complete. And it's all there's a whole lot of mystery behind where you are, who you are. The mm-hmm. audio logs don't tell you anything. They're just quotes from philosophers. It's really weird. And mm-hmm. I would love to beat that game, but oh my god, it's really tough.
1: But honestly, like you're you've walked away from that. There's so much else coming out. Mm-hmm. Are you really like, yeah. That's a, that's something like last year that I really started to change my whole behavior in terms of how I started con- to consume games. I was always like, I better beat this game before I move on to the next one. And mm-hmm. what ended up happening was by the end of the year, I'm totally behind. I haven't played everything that everybody else has been able to get to. And like the reality is there's just not enough time in the day to play absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- there's a certain point in every game. But I brought up Far, Far Cry Primal for a reason. And it's funny that um, you mentioned you've been getting along with Ubisoft in the last little bit because I put together a little bit of a game here for us to maybe oh, close nice. out before we... I'm going to try this. I want to see what you think about okay. it and see what everybody... If you guys have feedback, let me know because this mm-hmm. is something that uh, I heard on a comedy podcast and it has to do with movies, but I think we can make it work for, for games. So you're my first time that we've ever done this. Right. So the idea is this. I've selected five games that are all related to Ubisoft. Okay. and specifically Ubisoft Montreal, the developer of right. yeah. uh, Far Cry Primal. Mm-hmm. And so I've picked five games in their catalog, and I've gone to Metacritic, and I've logged their scores. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to go one by one. You're going to tell me if – and you have to go on Honor. I can only see your face. I can't see if you're not looking this up mm-hmm. on Metacritic. But we're going to guess uh, the Metacritic score. Okay. And you, not prices, rate rules. You can't go over. There's It's, it's totally fine. But right. what you want is, is to be the closest on every one. So we're going to total your score at the very end. And that's the difference between your guess and the real score. The lowest score is the best. All right. So I'm going to keep doing this throughout the year. We might have some sort of like magical tournament because I'd love to have (laughs) one episode where we've got like everybody back and we'll try and make something like that work. Um, So, okay. We'll start with this. And uh, even when I list off the games, like you can can let me know if you played the game or if you have anything that kind of comes to mind when you come up with this. So the first one is tom clancy's rainbow six vegas it came out on november 20th 2006 on the xbox 360 and later on the ps3 actually okay. i don't even know if the ps3 was out yeah, at
0: that i have time. actually have not dabbled in any rainbow six game oddly enough
1: none of, hey, okay mm-hmm. little too i i i dabbled in the very first one actually on pc Okay. And uh, that was crazy. I remember <laughs> like only playing the first two levels because it was way too hard for my little brain. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is really where Rainbow Six broke out into the the zeitgeist, if you will, yeah. um, little like pretty popular. So, do you have an idea of where that
0: ended up on the review scale? Well, considering I've heard almost nothing but good things about Rainbow Six Vegas, I'm going to. I don't want to guess ninety anything, but eighty-seven.
1: Uh, okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you at the very end. Okay. Where he, la- where he ended up. All right. Second game, Assassin's Creed from Ubisoft Montreal, came out on November 13th, 2007. This was the original one. Mm-hmm. This is the one that Jade Raymond helped to kind of create the whole world yeah. and the direction. She's obviously now doing uh, other great things. Um, do you remember, I played this way late. This was a game for me that when it came out and all the screenshots looked amazing, The world, mm-hmm. and just seeing... You know that view from on top of the towers and and everything about it looked great. And then I'm not sure. I I played it way 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 later, so I didn't have the best experience with it. I played other things by the time I yeah, got around. Yeah, the game is not aged really well. No, nope. so I what's played, your?
0: I played that game like almost right before two came out. So actually, I did play it because two looked awesome, and I'm like, might as well play the first one. Yeah, so, gotta go back. Yeah, and I was I was. Like it hasn't aged well, but I'm trying to remember to see if any of the reviews were like like this game is good, but it could be better. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess seventy seventy six.
1: Okay. Next game from Ubisoft Montreal is TMNT. <laughs> I don't what? know if they you made remember. This? <laughs> I, I know, I was totally is surprised. It, is this the one based the on the movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, super arcadey, um, I think I actually have a thousand points on this one on on Xbox 360. It's a shameful, it's a shameful, whatever that's called. (laughs) Shame. (laughs) I'm not proud of it.
0: (laughs) I'm going to guess 50, just 50.
1: 50, all right. Okay, third game, Far Cry 2, came out on October 21st, 2007 on Xbox
0: 360 and PS3. I I did play 2 when they announced 3 because I wanted to like, be experienced in it a little bit mm.
1: that was the one where you had malaria yeah and you had to take pills to for some reason
0: <laughs> what there was, was no point my, oh
1: no there was a point because so i this is one of my more recent rage quits where i just like that's it i'm fucking done with this game because i kept dying of malaria because like I, you get it, you get first diagnosed with it but i don't remember them saying that you know like this is and i don't know anything about malaria yeah. <laughs> I don't know that you can die from malaria. But even so then, like,
0: it's like, why why have that be a thing in the game in the first place? I don't so get it. So bizarre.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I ended up with, um, with the save point that I had. I was starting to die more quickly and more quickly. I'm like, I mm-hmm. better get this malaria thing cleared up. And so I ended up, my save point had me on one end of the map, and I had to go to some shaman or something on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it got to this point where um, the timer on it would run out just as I was coming up on the lawn to go knock on this guy's door again uh, malaria pills. So I'm like, that is it. I can't get to this guy's house any quicker than I just did, so I'm totally done with Far Cry because this malaria thing.
0: Jeez, <laughs> man. I was I did have a little fun with two, but I'm gonna guess that the review scores of that were about seventy two.
1: Alrighty then. Lastly, this is a classic. I bet you remember this one mm-hmm. very very well. December first, two thousand and nine, Ubisoft Montreal released James Cameron's Avatar: The Game. <laughs>
0: wow! <laughs>
1: on Xbox three hundred and sixty, PS three, and on PC.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember hearing anything about this game. Honestly, like I knew it, did it was not gonna come be with three
1: a- D glasses.
0: <laughs> no, jeez. I remember the Avatar craze, though it was crazy. Um, oh,
1: that's the worst movie in in recent memory.
0: Um, looks good though. That's all that matters. Does <laughs> <That's> it? <laughs> it still looks fantastic. I mean, uh, I'm just saying. I'm not defending I'm... the story. The story is bare bones and basic, but you know. And oh man, there was also there was like a two different versions of that game. There was a Wii version that was all mm-hmm. cartoony and stuff and there was a there was a 360 a PS3 version that was like trying to be AAA and stuff. Um 30 32.
1: Oh, you are not very nice. Okay, we're going to go <laughs> recap here. Okay, so um, this is like Family Feud when we bring the person back. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six in Vegas, uh, you said eighty-seven. Survey says eighty-eight. So you're Damn. like bang on. That's really good. Damn. <laughs> Second game, Assassin's Creed. Uh, you said seventy-six. Metacritic score is eighty-one.
0: Oh. So you're doing really good at this point. I'm <laughs> yeah, trying my best.
1: Uh this is where things get really impressive even still because I don't remember anything about this game. TMNT, you said fifty. You would have been better with your fifty-two because the Metacritic score is fifty-eight. Wow on TMNT. They're okay. a little nicer. I, I think it probably should be
0: on the other side yeah. of fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember the TMNT game at all.
1: It's so it's it's short. I mean at least it's got that going yeah. for it. Far Cry two, the malaria game. You said seventy-two. <laughs> Metacritic said eighty-five. Wow.
0: Better than I thought.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially because I kept dying on that guy's stupid launch. <laughs> and then finally, James Cameron Avatar, the game you said 34. This is I'm probably with you on that one, but Metacritic <laughs> said 61. What? 61. The hell! Clearly, Metacritic is broken. What? But the- your final score is 54. Very good score, 54. Yes. So we've logged it in. It's now on the internet. This is this is a thing. So thank you for being the very first contestant on whatever the hell this game show whatever is the called.
0: Hell is, you should title that, whatever the hell this game show is called. <laughs> I, there it is. Done.
1: Boom. <laughs> now we play another round of whatever the hell this game show is called. Yes. Thank you for that.
0: <laughs> He's writing it down, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's real. It's locked in forever. It's
1: the worst shorthand ever. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's like probably looks a lot like the things that you see scratched onto the wall in far cry primal
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow <laughs> well i would love to chat with you like for another two hours but that's not listenable um i'd love to have you back on because i've got like six pages of things that i wanted to ask you um but really quick yeah. where can people find you where you're everywhere on the internet where can we be friends on playstation and game uh, xbox and nintendo and all that stuff
0: okay i'll just let me break out my list here why is it toilet <laughs> paper don't ask why okay it looks so, like a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me on... I don't usually give out my gamer tags because I never really thought about doing it. But if you want to play some stuff with me, I, I mainly do single player. Don't guarantee it. But you can find me on PSN and nin- my Nintendo Network ID is Ferris Wheel Pro. You can find me on Xbox Live at... This is really weird because my <laughs> my YouTube channel my, before Ferris Wheel Productions was Slap Happy Grand Pappy. I, awesome! I, I read that in <laughs> I read that name in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and I was like, "That's dope! That's so yep. cool, man! I'm gonna be the coolest kid on the block with his name." Everybody's uh, gonna
1: know this reference. It's so amazing.
0: Yeah. So then I made a YouTube channel called Slap of Duty because it's like my Call of Duty videos, but Slap of Duty was already taken on Xbox Live for some reason.
1: Sorry, hell? I had that.
0: <laughs> so then, so you you dick. That was H- me. Can you imagine? <laughs> what if? It oh, was man. you. Yeah, what are the you. chances? <laughs> so my name is slap Uh slap o duty, all one word. I need to pay the ten dollars and change that. I can't say that. Dude, you're with...
1: talking to awesome schlong on the on the <laughs> PSN. So
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, yeah, then. so <laughs> and you can find me on Club Penguin. at... I'm just kidding. None of that. <laughs> and as for my social networks, you can find me on. Twitter, Instagram, at Ferris Wheel Pro. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ferris Wheel Pro. That's the Ferris Wheel Productions Facebook page. Check it out. Great name, by the
1: way, Ferris Wheel. Amazing. Totally makes sense. I'm named after pants and juice. (laughs) Like I'm named after pants that like people wear in a flood. Yeah, (laughs) Capri Sun, Capri. You've got this great Ferris Wheel. It's so like this is where you take your date and you're stuck at the top and you make a move, but then all of a sudden you drop your... Chocolate ice cream on your pants, and you.
0: I'm gonna yeah, remember it, that. I never, I never took a girl out on a Ferris wheel date. So. Oh come to on. That. Just gonna were, we're just like gonna find the nearest it it. Ferris wheel. It doesn't even matter if it's fair season or not. We're just gonna find one. <laughs> hey um, you, come on this Ferris wheel. <laughs> Jesus. And um, YouTube my main outlet. youtubecom slash Ferris wheel productions. And if you want to check out my podcast Game and Talk, SoundCloud.com/slash/Game and Talk. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher.
1: And it's an ampersand on that on the game and talk. That's how I found it on. Yes, on iTunes. yes,
0: that thing. That but on SoundCloud. Yeah, that, SoundCloud, that,
1: that, that um, shift seven. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In case you didn't know what that is, it's, it's the shift seven. It's the thing that looks like an eight, but it's not.
1: It's kind so of I mean, like a weird like S, like the music thing that. Yeah. Like on the like a treble clef.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I'm not even sure now. I'm it's just because totally it's shit because
0: up. game and talk is a play of uh, game and watch. Game
1: and watch, yeah, man, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Ferris wheel between Ferris wheel and game and talk. That is just so. I mean, we have We the Gamer Cast, which is really uh-huh. just We the Nerdy, but with a Gamer Cast attached yeah. to it. So, you know, I mean, I love this show, Andrew. Thank you for letting me do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool, man. Well, before I let you go, let me know what else, um, what other podcasts are you listening to?
0: All right. I am listening to Life of Gaming podcast, which is hosted by the last host of the show, uh, James Mike Lejewski. That's how you pronounce his last name, by the way, in case you... Oh, I remember I... you went on a whole tangent about that. You were like, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> yeah. You see, I originally thought it was James Michael Lejewski, but it was just way too many letters. So, And I'm also listening to the Geek Cast, of course. Bobby, shout out. Bobby, shout out What's to up, Bobby. Bobby. And oh, man, a fan. And Holly another... and Alan and Toby. I'm trying to think of another podcast that not a lot of people... Oh, I'm listening to Video Game Bang. Check them okay. out, please. They are Sacramento's top podcast, and they're also a part of Nerd Reactor. I've been on their show a couple of times. There's some funny people, Corey and Aaron. Check them out. Get them on We The Gamer Cast because they got some They're good people. They got their own studio and everything.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check. Well, you know what? I'm going to fly down. <laughs> do it. Just, just bring the phone and, and do a little, uh, do a little recording. But I uh, thank you so much for for coming on.
0: No, no problem. It was great to be here.
1: Where the heck did the time go? Holy crap! We were talking for a second, and the next thing I know, we're well over an hour, and I had to sort of shut things off. But wow huge huge thank you to joey ferris from ferris wheel productions and all the 50 different things that that guy's doing what a great chat i will definitely have to have joey back on and if alan if you're listening love to have you on too man you're an absolute riot on Game and talk uh yeah, just I'm so glad I've discovered yet another podcast to to try and get through what I'm bussing back and forth or shopping at Costco. You guys know by now that I listen to all those podcasts when I'm shopping at Costco. So loading up on giant bins of gluten free food and, <laughs> and uh, listening to podcasts. So that's it's a great life. Thank you to Joey again. You guys make sure that you go follow him, be friends with him on PlayStation and the Nintendo uh, network. Ferris Wheel Pro on Xbox. He's (laughs) Slap-O-Duty. That that kills me. Steam Ferris Wheel Productions. Uh, Check out his YouTube. He's got great reviews like he talked about. Really good content. I mean, to put out comedy on the internet, I mean, this is really good stuff, guys. Go to youtube.com slash ferriswheelproductions. Uh, You can find him on Facebook. facebook Facebook.com Ferris Wheel Pro. Twitter and Instagram Ferris Wheel Pro. And every single time that he posts a new episode of his podcast you should be there with him you will be there with me too because i'll be listening to game and talk remember it's the ampersand I, I found the wrong show at the at the start um but game ampersand talk really great name great show i was telling joey after we after we hit stop on the recording that you know i i listened to a few episodes earlier today and i really like they, they it's just two of the guys just him and alan talking back and forth and they're so quick and they have so much to say that they don't um, like it's not like they require four or five people to fill the space they've they've, got, they've definitely got more than enough to say and I think that you'll enjoy it's a little bit different they did a review on the Nintendo Direct uh, and I totally fall in line with him I think that Nintendo did a pretty decent job all things considered the fact you know one thing is that they don't owe us anything <laughs> and uh, they come up with this presentation with things that we can expect I think that We've got a lot of good things. I I personally can pick four or five things that I'll be spending my money on from that direct. So um if you are on the positive side with that Nintendo Direct, go listen and see what Joey's got to say about it. Cause I think you'll you'll be in line with him as well. A lot of good things to be excited about with Nintendo. A lot of good things to be excited about with We the GamerCast. This thing just keeps rolling. And guys, I am like right on the edge. I may have to go to more than just once a week, but I don't want to commit to that because I don't want to burn through a whole bunch of people want to be part of this and then everybody realizes it's this whole, it's a sham and it's not worth anybody's time. But I may, let me know if you guys, if you guys are liking the show, of course, go to iTunes and, and rate it. That's a huge way that you can help. But also um, send me a tweet at Sean Capri, of course, at Sean, like Connery Capri, like the pants. Uh, let me know what you guys think. If you need more of this, if you're enjoying the format, it's a little bit different. It's not, it's meant to be different. It's not supposed to be, um, talking through the news point by point and things like that. I think I I have a feeling that you may listen to other video game podcasts and that's fine. I listen to other video game podcasts too. So I wouldn't be able to say anything really different than the nine or 10 other podcasts that you likely listen to. So I want to bring something different and, and so far i'm liking it (laughs) i don't know about you guys but i'm loving just meeting people and talking about the the stuff that we think about from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed so yeah feedback sean connery (laughs) no wait sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants uh on twitter we the gamer cast at we the nerdy.com send in your emails if you don't want it to be out in public if you like to to pull up a chair and write a, 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 nice little email. <laughs> I don't know why that's, that's like pulling up a feather pen and writing a note and putting a, a wax stamp on it. Email seems like, like the old way. Like, dear, dear Mr. Capri, I am sending this email. I don't know why I just did that. Apologize to Holly. <laughs> if you're listening, Holly from We, uh, the Geek Cast <laughs> and Toby. Oh man, I gotta watch my accents from here on. Okay. <clears throat> we the nerdy host this podcast so you guys should go over there check this out I'm so grateful to the whole crew over there for letting me do the show and and being the or one of the video game podcasts on that on that crew um, having a blast so but go check out the site bookmark it check it out every day there's new stuff happening all the time uh, later this week John Newby will have a review of hitman on ps4 so look forward to that I believe I haven't I haven't god I haven't thought about hitman in quite some time that's an episodic thing so check that out just uh you might you might like what john has to say about it might i'm not sure what he actually hasn't told me i don't know if he's on the the positive or negative side of the review for hitman 4 so uh we'll find out when that post later this week and um outside of video games josh has a site as a, an article going up that me i'm not really too big into video games but i like uh, uh or into <laughs> wow I'm not too big into comic books, but, uh, more into the video games about comic book characters, more about the movies and things like that. But this is an article. He has piqued my interest. It's about the new era of comic, the new era of comics and how comic fandom has changed. So that's going up later this week and many other things like another podcast. We have another podcast on we the nerdy game over man with Sean Messler. He was from episode 13, um, We had a really good chat with him so if you like his show or go back listen to my chat with him check out his podcast game over man it's a weekly show they talk about games and movies so and that's another one of those just him and rory have have really good banter they go back and forth so good stuff there i feel like i'm missing something but if i forgot i'll catch it next week anyways this is episode 20 It's now in your ears. Thank you again for listening and have a great week. I will talk to you next week. Okay, goodbye. Jason!
0: Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason!